0: Good evening again we want to acknowledge to our father and our God in heaven that we are grateful for all of his love mercy and blessings uh, everything about our God is both good and great and one of the many qualities of God for which we ought to be grateful is his merciful kindness that moves him to take us back over And over and over again. Someone has said that to err is human and to forgive is divine. We ought to rejoice in the fact that our God is a God who is willing uh, to forgive because we all stand guilty before him. The psalmist declares in Psalm 130 verse 3, if thou Lord shouldest mark iniquities O Lord who shall stand uh, but because God is gracious and merciful now that doesn't mean that he winks at sin but he has certainly made provision uh, for our sins to be covered and for God's merciful kindness and for all of God's blessings uh, we ought to be eternally grateful We want to direct your attention again this evening to the text that was read into uh, our hearing there in Luke chapter nine. We want to read again there verse number 58. Luke nine, verse 58. And Jesus said unto him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man hath not where To lay his head. Based on uh, the words here recorded by Luke in Luke chapter 9. We want to use this evening as a subject. Roadblocks on the way to heaven. Roadblocks on the way to heaven. And as we consider the text that we have before us here in Luke chapter 9. It is evident from our text that following Jesus involves more than a profession of willingness to do so. I submit to you that it is still true in our world today that there are many people that are happy to talk about Jesus, uh, many more people that are happy to talk about Jesus than there are people that are willing to walk with him. Now, one might suppose that Jesus would be glad to hear uh, the declarations of allegiance, such as those in our text. Uh, Yet, Jesus uh, doesn't respond with congratulations or praise. To the contrary, he responds with a candid dose of reality. And, and, And I submit to you that the Lord knows that men are giving to overstating Uh, His allegiance or promising to do that, which he does not genuinely intend to perform. In trouble, we promise greater fidelity if delivered. You ever heard somebody uh, in in trouble say, Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll never miss another Sunday worship service. In, In sickness, we vow greater diligence if healed. Uh, In financial crisis, we purpose greater liberality if seen through. In the face of death, we swear greater allegiance if spared. But to a person, I I believe that we are all agreed that it is easier to talk right in the church building than it is to live right in the world. Thus, when we look at Jesus' response to each of these men, His intent was not to discourage, but rather to help them understand the nature of the commitment that he requires. Jesus was trying to help them appreciate the realities of his kingdom. At times, we are possessed of some self-conceived notions about the Lord's kingdom. Uh, Some of us, uh, and I don't know where we get it from, but some of us are of the mind that every member of the church uh, acts different from the world, that none of the issues that I have in the world will I have with my church family. But look here at Luke 9, uh, again at verse number 57, and it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest now that's a huge statement whithersoever thou goest if you go into the fire i'm with you if you walk in the valley of the shadow of death i'm with you lord wherever you go i will follow and notice how jesus answers him jesus said unto him foxes have holes And birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. I I submit to you that the first roadblock uh, on the way to heaven is hardship. And to be sure, being a child of God is life's greatest joy, is life's greatest blessing, and life's greatest privilege. Uh, You know, it's like the words to that old song that we sing sometimes, Isn't it grand to be a Christian? Isn't it grand? Well, yeah, it is grand to be a child of God. There is nothing more grand than to be God's child. But between here and heaven, there's going to be some hardship. As one soul noted, a religion that gives nothing, costs nothing, and suffers nothing is worth nothing. We tend to shy away from hardship because hardship means pain. And although pain hurts, it may have a positive effect. Uh, You know, sometimes pain will cause us to go where we need to go, but are unwilling to be. Uh, You you know, the older I get, the more they remind me that uh, I I need to go to the doctor for a regular checkup. Well, you know, just the wise counsel of those who are concerned about your well-being Uh, may not be all the encouragement you need to go to the doctor for a checkup. But let the right kind of pain hit you. You know, I'm one of those people, I don't go to the doctor. Well, you'll go if the pain hits you right. So sometimes pain can get us to go where we need to. We need to pray. But sometimes it takes hardship to get us on our knees. And hardship can teach us lessons that peace can't. Uh, you never really know what faith is uh, until you have some hardship. I mean, we can probably quote Hebrews 11.1 1 and Hebrews 11.6, uh, but it's hardship that will help you know uh, what faith is. In fact, James declares in James 1, and starting at verse 2, he says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. James is telling us sometimes you need some hardship in your living. And if we are living the Christian life right, there will be times when we face some hardship, some opposition from the world, just because the world is in opposition uh, to the Lord. But looking further there in Luke chapter 9, verse 59, and he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Now, the language seems to indicate not that his father had already died, but that he was approaching the point where he would die. And this man is saying, I will follow you, but give me time enough to see my father out of this life. Jesus said unto him, verse 60, let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and and preach the kingdom of God. Now you have to understand the mind of Jesus for that to make sense to you. Let the dead bury their dead. Well, how can a dead person bury anybody? Well, well, I don't mean dead physically. Let those that are spiritually dead bury those that die physically. In in other words, let those who have not purposed themselves to kingdom business take care of things that are not kingdom business. And and the second uh, uh, roadblock uh, on the way to heaven is that of kinship. And and the point here in what Jesus says is, is priority. Jesus endeavors to impress upon us that priority means precedence. The greatest challenges to Jesus's priority in our lives is that there are things that are near and dear to us, which our families tend to be. Now, note the first man volunteered to follow, but this man was called, and his answer was, I will, but I can't right now. Uh, uh, Again, the language seems to indicate that his father wasn't dead yet, And he wanted to postpone following until his father died. But you remember the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 10, uh, verses 37 and 38. Jesus said, He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me, taketh not his cross, and followeth after me is not worthy of me. The nature uh, of, of the Christian's calling is such that God must have the unconditional and unchallenged first place in our living. Now, he's not saying that there's no place for taking care of family business, but what God is saying is that my business ought to always be the priority, and you don't try to fit me around your life You fit your life around me. And then there in verses 61 and 62, And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. The roadblock on the way to heaven, in this case, is friendship. And appreciate the world will always have its attractions and distractions. No wonder the Apostle Paul declares in Philippians 3 and verse number 8, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. For the sake of our friends, we often try to avoid making the hard choices. Like Felix, we hope that uh, there will come a convenient season to make the hard choices. But sorrows are going to be sorrows, and people are going to be people. And I think what we all find as we live is that God's commands will require the same obedience tomorrow, that they require today. You know, you can defer what God says, but life is not going to change. What God says tomorrow will still be what he says today. And each of these men had something that would prevent them from following Jesus with their own. And Jesus wants us to be clear. I'm not saying that you can't tend to your family I'm not saying that you can't have friends, and I'm certainly not promising you trouble-free living, but what I want you to understand is when you commit to me that the kingdom comes first. You are my servant all the time, not just when it's convenient. The truth is the truth all the time, not just when your friends find themselves uh, on the side of truth. What Jesus wants to be uh, indelibly etched in our minds is the fact that we belong to him first and foremost. God has first claim on our being and anything that interferes with God's claim is something that needs to be uh, removed. Uh, The truth can't be negotiated. We are God's children. I'm not just God's child at the church building. I'm God's child all the time. That's not negotiable. And I need to understand that before I go to work. And maybe they ask me to make some compromises. I am God's child all the time. And when we encounter roadblocks, we must be willing to do what we need to to navigate our way around them. You know, it strikes me as I say roadblock that some of our young people may understand me to say roadblocks. Now, I'm not talking about the game that, that, that many of our young people play uh, on, on uh, these electronic devices. Roadblock, things that would stand in the way of us making it uh, uh, to heaven. But remember, God gives us everything we need in Christ Jesus to successfully make this journey uh, called life. And he gives us what we need in the person of Christ Jesus. Now, in order to become part of God's family, we need to obey the gospel call. And and that call is summed up in that we need to hear the good news that Jesus died for our sins but was raised for our justification. Romans 10, 17 declares that faith comes by hearing and uh, hearing by the word of God. We need to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. John 8:24 Jesus says, "Except you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins." We must be willing to repent of sin, to give God control of our living, to live our lives in agreement with his word uh, and his will. Acts 17:30-31 30, declares that there was a time when God winked at ignorance but now he commands that all men everywhere repent. We must make the confession of faith that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Matthew 10:32. And then be baptized in water for the remission of sins. Acts 2:38. When we go down into the waters of baptism, God washes away our sins by the blood of Christ Jesus and dwells us with his spirit and adds us to the church. And the call when we come up out of the water is that God has first claim on our living and that anything that comes into competition with the work of God and the will of God is something that must be excused from our living so that we can be faithful to God. In Ephesians 4 uh, verse 1, we are called to walk worthy of the vocation with which we have been called. Perhaps you're listening to this broadcast via one of the social media outlets. You wanna be baptized into Christ Jesus. Then we bid you to contact our elders at elders at laurelchurch.net uh, and provision will be made uh, to meet that need. If you're here in our audience and this is your desire, then we bid you to come as we stand and as we sing the song of invitation.